Hello again, and welcome to another round of our organizational position rankings at Birds on the Black. I am Kyle Reese. I am your host. Uh, this is day number two. We're going to do the relief pitchers. Uh, yesterday we did the starting pitchers. Tomorrow we'll do the top ten outfielders. Today we're doing five relief pitchers. Uh, first and foremost, let's get right into the DFA process. Now, on this list are two players that the Cardinals just designated for assignment off of their 40-man roster. Now, what this means is that those two players are on like the waiver wire now. Uh, they have seven days other teams, rather, have seven days to claim them and add them to their 40-man roster. Now, if they do not get claimed by another team in Major League Baseball, uh, then they will just go back into the Cardinals system free of a 40-man roster spot. Uh, more than likely, one of the guys will get claimed. The other one might not, and we'll get into, get into detail when we talk about those players. Uh, the other interesting thing is one of these players will be eligible for the Rule 5 draft. Uh, he was not protected and added to the 40-man, so he's eligible. There could be a lot of movement in this list, and I added another prospect in here, hoping that that would help cover me for being lazy. Uh, I waited till the very last minute to record this because I wanted to make sure that, uh, uh, that we had as much of an up-to-date response on what's going on uh, with the 40-man roster and the relief pitchers. Now, the other reason we're doing relief pitchers, it's not something that I like to do because I you know, back in the day, if you were a relief pitcher in the major leagues, it was because you were a failed starter in the minors. Uh, nowadays, players are getting drafted out of collegiate bullpens. Uh, players are going through the transformation from starting pitcher to reliever earlier on because there's an emphasis, a new and enlarged emphasis in baseball for relief pitching. Uh, it's something that I don't feel comfortable really evaluating. You don't really get a good feel for a guy one inning you know, every three days. You don't get to see how he fatigues. You don't get to see how he battles. It's really, it's it's hard to appraise the talent of a starting pitcher in the minors. It's even more difficult to appraise the relief talent of a, of a pitcher in the minors. Uh, I've said nonsense here long enough. We'll get right into it. Number one on our list is Seth Elledge. Uh, Seth Elledge is a big-bodied, right-handed starting pitcher, 23 years old, uh, when he traded, the Cardinals acquired him by trading Sam Tuovalala to the Mariners for Seth Elledge. Now, Elledge was at the A advanced level in uh, Seattle's system. But when he was traded to the Cardinals, they immediately put him in the uh, Springfield level, the AA. And then he finished the year at AAA. Uh, I like Elledge because he throws three pitches. One is inferior to the other. Uh, a fastball, a slider, a heavy fastball, a heavy four-seam fastball. Uh, a slider that can be really good and sneaky good sometimes, and a curveball that needs a lot of work. Uh, I, if somebody told me through a change, I haven't seen it. I watched nearly every one of the innings available to me. Uh, it didn't really seem like he was using it very often. Uh, again, his slider is interesting. His fastball, and this is another point of contention with Seth Elledge, his fastball ranges in between like 97 and 93. And a lot of people say that on average he throws it 94 uh, 93, which would be the low 90s, obviously. But every start that I watched and listen, or every appearance that I listened to, they were saying Elledge 96, Elledge 97. Now, most of the time in the minor leagues, the RPMs, the, the MPHs rather, are cooked. So that means if somebody's throwing 96, they're probably throwing 94. Uh, we saw it a lot with Dakota Hudson in the minors. But keep that in mind, he's probably a mid to low 90s thrower, uh, but his fastball is heavy. And he gets by with it. And the slider is really good and it plays well with the fastball. Uh, Elledge is interesting to me because of his mechanics. He kind of holds the ball kind of tight to him. But he's really crouched over. He has good bend in his knees, like almost too much. I'd almost like for him to stand straight up. 
and he really, really gets his leg up and opens maybe a little too much. Like it's almost like a not a fluid motion. Legs come up, open, and then plants. And I just like to see it all be a little bit more natural. Right now it's super mechanical. Uh, I would imagine that Seth Elledge at some point in the 2019 season if would have a chance probably in September. Uh, the Cardinals will need to protect him next year probably in September. Uh, gets a, a potential major league call. But Seth Elledge is number one on my list. I really like Elledge. He's a lot like Sam Tuovalala, except for if Sam Tuovalala had pitched in the minors exclusively instead of switching from shortstop. To pitcher, uh, he went to uh, Dallas Baptist University. Elledge did uh, same school that gave us Vic Black. Uh, if you guys remember him, a relief pitcher from the the San Francisco Giants, and I think that there's a lot of similarities there. Uh, I don't think Elledge has the command issues that Black had, but I think that uh, that's kind of what you're dealing with. Keep an eye on him. All right, so the next four guys on the list are think of it more as two A, two B, two C, and two D. I honestly don't know how to rank them. Uh, I probably should have put Junior Fernandez too. Uh, what I went with is certainty at number two, and that's Hector Mendoza. Now, for those of you who don't know who Hector Mendoza is, Hector Mendoza was kind of a – he signed a bonus last offseason to play with the Cardinals uh, for half a million dollars. He had played in the Cuban National Series when he was uh, – you know, the, the Cuban League when he was super young. Played a little bit in Mexico. It was kind of a nice little free agent signing. He had always been a starting pitcher. The Cardinals transitioned him to a relief role uh, when he entered the organization. He has good size. Uh, he doesn't really throw with too much velocity, low 90s velocity. He's piped it up to the mid-90s when he has to. I like his curveball a little bit. Kind of an interesting pitch. Uh, but this is kind of like what we're talking about, right? This is the kind of guy who back in the day the Cardinals would have used as a starting pitcher until they didn't need him as a starter anymore, and he entered the organization in a relief role. Uh, I I guess the other reason I went with him at two is I like his mechanics. Uh, he has a repeatable, nice, easy delivery, and that's something that some of the guys as we follow down on the list don't really have. Uh, and while he had a really unusual year, he was really good at Springfield, and he's older, uh, but he was really good at Springfield, and he really struggled at Memphis, and I, I don't know. Look, I hate I hate listing relief pitchers, and that's just the direction that I went. Uh, number three on our list, or 2B as it were, is Darian Gonzalez. Uh, Darian Gonzalez is 23. Now, Darian is one of the players that the Cardinals designated for assignment. I do not expect him to be picked up by another team. He had a really weird year. He missed two months because of shoulder fatigue, although they never officially released it with shoulder fatigue. And I should probably say that what I'm telling you is hearsay. I don't have... I've only been told that that's what it is, and I don't know if I necessarily believe it, but he missed two months of the season, uh, was okay before he missed time, came back, was really good, and then uh, he his season ended because of an elbow injury. When he's on, he is really good, and he's a bulldog, and he's a fighter. He throws with a little bit of violence in his delivery. He gets low, and he really, really brings it around, but his fastball is sneaky good. He dials it up and in on righties very well, uh, and... A breaking pitch that's okay. I like Darian a lot. Uh, I think that if it wasn't for the, the elbow injury that ended his season, somebody might take a chance on him. Don't really know for sure. Uh, I would imagine that the medicals will aid Darian's uh, stay in the Cardinals organization, but anything could happen. By the time you're hearing this, it might already have happened. Uh, Darian, again, had a good season, like a 2.79 ERA, 
uh, 2.76 ERA, 3.51 FIP, struck out uh, a, struck out a decent amount of. Uh, let's see if I can find the stupid number. He struck out a good amount. He was he's a really interesting, a really good player. I spent a little time at Double AA A and Triple A. Uh, I I like Darian a lot. If he's healthy, could be a really important uh, piece moving forward. Number four on our list, or two C as we will call it is Junior Fernandez. Now, Junior was not added to the 40-man, thus he will not be protected from the Rule 5 draft. There's a very good chance that, Deary, or that uh, Junior Fernandez finds his way onto another into another organization come Rule 5 time. Uh, but, much like with Darian Gonzalez, Junior Fernandez has injury concerns. He missed half of the 2017 season, the back half, and then half of the 2018 season, the front half, uh, because of arm fatigue. Now, when he came back, he started at Palm Beach, and he was he was just too talented for that level. And then he came to Springfield, and he struggled at first. His fastball changeup combo uh, is really solid. He had some issues maintaining his velocity, uh, but when it was up, uh, when he was mixing his fastball changeup combo, it was really good. And sprinkling in his slider, which is just average at best out of the bullpen, uh, he's going to need to get better throwing that slider. Uh, it can be really good, though, don't get me wrong. Uh, but the other issue with Junior Fernandez, and it's part of the reason why the Cardinals transitioned him from starter to reliever, uh, other than the fact that he had the fatigue issues, is that he has kind of a violent delivery too. He has a, that whip that whip action. Uh, it's also hard to really tell, but you can tell that when he lands, that ball's facing second base, and that's usually a precursor, the, the pronation. Uh, that's probably a precursor for injury. Probably part of the reason why he has the fatigue, probably needs to change. It's a hard mechanic to change though when you've been doing it your whole life. Uh, look, I don't know what, again, with him not being protected from the Rule 5, I would expect that somebody takes a flyer on him. Uh, he finished the year healthy, looked really good at times, struggled at times, needs to work on command. That's the big thing for him because uh, when he's not on, he's not on, and it's bad. Speaking of command, that gets us into prospect number five, Connor Green. Connor Green also spent half the year at AA, half the year at AAA. Connor Green was acquired for Randall Gritchick uh, from Toronto last offseason, uh, part of the Dominic Leon trade. Now, Connor Green was also DFA'd off the 40-man. He's going through the waiver process right now. But Connor Green can throw a fastball about 100 miles an hour, and he has a good curveball with good movement and a slider that's kind of interesting. Uh, I would expect someone claims Connor Green, keeping him on the list, though. Uh, here's the deal. Connor Green has terrible and atrocious command. It's as bad as you'll see. He spent the first half of the year as a starter in Springfield, and his command was getting better and better and better. And then the Cardinals' bullpen kind of tanked. He got promoted to AAA, got moved to the bullpen from AA to AAA, and his command completely failed him. Uh, it failed him throughout the season. It failed him at the Arizona Fall League. And that's why the Cardinals designated him for assignment. He's 23 years old. Look, again, he can pump his fastball in at 100. But there were parts during the year where he really lost velocity and he was throwing the ball in the low 90s. Uh, there was rumor that in some, in some appearances he wasn't even getting up to 90. I can't comment on that. That's only rumor. But it's something to kind of keep in mind, I guess. Uh, his curveball I like. But the issue with this curveball has always been that he slows down his motion to throw it. Uh, he's very mechanical. And it seems like he throws the ball nice and easy. But you can tell that it's like... And it's almost like you can hear him counting the cadence in his head when he throws. You know, one, two, three, four, five. Like, everything seems like he's just trying too hard to repeat his delivery, except for when he goes to finish throw his curve, he slows down his arm to make it happen. Doesn't do it all the time, but he does it more than he needs to. Uh, again, Connor, talking about Connor Green's probably moot because more than likely another organization is going to claim him. I'm, I'm looking at you, San Diego. Uh, I think that you have one roster spot now that you've DFA'd Corey Spangenberger or Spangenberg or whatever his name is and uh, 
I would expect Connor Green finds his way there. So that brings us to the next man up. Now, again, since Connor Green probably won't stay in the organization, I'm going to give you who I wanted to put at five uh, and who I should have just done it. Uh, right-handed pitcher Will Latcham. Now, Latcham, 23 years old, drafted in the, the high 20 rounds, of the 2017 draft. He replaced Andrew Morales uh, in the Arizona Fall League. And you know what? There's sometimes when Latcham looks really good. Uh, he's a competitor, man. You can see him when, when he pitches. He's passionate. He's aggressive. He'll finish a pitch and he'll kind of hop and jump. Uh, you know, he's he's enthusiastic about the art. He's also enthusiastic about getting better. More than likely, Will Latcham starts the year. Well, he might start the year at double A, but he'll finish the year at triple A. Uh, and if all things continue to pan out, he's going to be really interesting. There's times, I know he throws a four seam, and I know he throws a curveball, and I know he throws a slider. But there's times when he throws what looks like a two-seam, and that might be a change-up. When you're watching the minor league game, sometimes it's hard to tell. Uh, but it has that like downward sinking action. Uh, I like that pitch a lot. I also like his four-seam. I think the four-seam works really well against righties. Uh, the question that I have moving forward is how all of his stuff will play up against lefties. But I'd keep an eye on Will Latcham. Will Latcham might be you know, a, a sneaky Dominic Leone-type pitcher in the long run. Uh, I'm... I'm anxious to know more. There's sometimes too when he drops this curve that is like surprisingly good. It'll it'll keep you on the edge of your seat. Uh, there were times so Latchin was brought up to Memphis during the AAA playoffs, and he looked overmatched even though he pitched well. And that was kind of what happened in the Arizona Fall League. Uh, but for a player to be drafted in 2017, to be a AAA, to already be in the Arizona Fall League, to struggle a little bit, that's not uncharacteristic. I'm anxious to see what we get out of Latchin in the long run. Uh, our next man up, so you'll notice of those, by the way, there's there's pitchers to talk about, right? So one of the players that the Cardinals acquired in a Tommy Pham deal is Roel Ramirez. He's Rule 5 eligible. He won't be taken. I was not impressed at all with what I saw to him after he was traded to the Cardinals. Uh, Austin Sexton, who's moved to the bullpen, uh, throws a really great changeup, but everything else is lacking. He's one of my personal favorites, uh, former teammate of... Dakota Hudson, who taught Dakota Hudson how to throw his changeup, by the way. Um, John Kilachowski, who is a lefty from Vandy, who's dealt with arm injuries. Uh, there are a couple really interesting guys. But you'll notice that I didn't talk about too many lefties. And there are a couple interesting le lefties. Kilachowski's a lefty. Uh, there, there's another, another. I don't know. There's some interesting guys. But our next man up is left-handed pitcher, left pitcher Jacob Peterson. Uh, Patterson, rather. Jacob Patterson. Uh, see, this is, I can't pronounce names even when they're as simple as Peterson Patterson. Jacob Patterson. Uh, Patterson's really interesting first and foremost because if you're the camera angle behind the pitcher, uh, he actually stares at you when he comes set. He completely turns his back to the hitter. Uh, and that's how he disguises what pitch he's going to throw. And then he whips his body all the way around to throw the pitch. I would imagine, I, I have my concerns about that in the long term. I don't think it's maintainable. Uh, but... It's all about how it works. I think I think in the long run, Patterson is a loogie. He's had success against righties at the minor league level, but I just don't believe that his fastball will be enough. Uh, his slider is really good. His slider is pretty devastating, and you'll want to look at the gift that we attached to the article to see that. Uh, but his slider-fastball combo is really good against lefties. He's a little older. He's 23, and uh, he hasn't you know he hasn't made it to the the high levels yet. Uh, pitched almost exclusively for Palm Beach this year. And uh, I'm anxious to see what his season looks like at double A and if he can make it to triple A. Patterson might be one of these lefties that makes a quick ascent to the majors. He's already older. He's a collegiate arm. 
Uh, and if he can prove to get lefties out at a frantic pace, then he might be uh, the first player on this list to make a major league debut. All right, well, that's it. That's all I've got for the relief pitchers. Look, I'm not interested really to talk about them, and I wouldn't invest too much into them except for the the pending roster moves. Uh, if Green and Darian end up getting picked up uh, by another team on waivers, or if uh, uh, Junior Fernandez gets picked in the Rule 5 draft, uh, I would expect Seth Allage to make a, a, a major league appearance by the end of the 2019 season. And hopefully Will Latcham continues to grow. Uh, that's it for the relief pitchers. Uh, again, not super exciting. Uh, just a little letdown before we get into the super exciting outfielder uh, subset. Uh, but tomorrow, we'll go over the outfielders, the top 10 outfielders. Uh, again, if you have any questions or comments, please leave them on the website or hit me up at Twitter. It's K-Y-L-E-R-416. You can email me if you'd rather do that at K-Y-L-E-R-416 at yahoo.com. Uh, again, thank you so much for being a part of this. Stay tuned for tomorrow when we go over the outfielders. Uh, if you watch this, you are part of the resistance. And uh, for everybody at Birds on the Black, happy hunting.